we were told that we were going to be building the largest abortion facility in the Western Hemisphere. And it was in Houston. It's open now. Abby Johnson was climbing the ranks at Planned Parenthood and becoming a clinic director. We were going to be able to perform abortions through the sixth month of pregnancy. We were going to be able to perform 75 abortions every day, six days a week. Then she was asked to help abort a 13-week-old baby. And Abby saw with her own eyes the horror of abortion. Seeing that, I just knew that there was no justification in the world that could make what I saw okay. And I thought, no, I've all of this has just been a lie. I've had enough. I wasn't made for this. To all the lies that have tried to cripple me with doubt, I think it's time to say goodbye. After leaving Planned Parenthood, Abby started a ministry for abortion clinic workers. The mission was to help them get out of the abortion industry and into a relationship with Jesus Christ. A movie about Abby has touched thousands of lives since it hit theaters this spring. Abby Johnson is our guest on this episode of GPS God People Stories, an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Abby was blind to the evils of abortion for years, but then God healed her of that blindness. And a little later in the episode, you're going to hear Billy Graham talk about a man in the Bible named Bartimaeus who had a similar experience. Now, this Bartimaeus could not see his rags. He couldn't see his filth. He couldn't see even beauty. There are thousands of people here tonight that you can see me up here but you are spiritually blind. And it's a blindness that keeps you from really knowing God. Do you need God to open your eyes? He will, and we can tell you how. Visit us at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And another way you can connect with us is through email. The address is gps at billygram.org. That's gps at billygram.org. GPS. God. People. Stories. I grew up in South Louisiana, so outside of Baton Rouge. Abby Johnson was born in 1980, the only child of two loving parents who raised her in a Christian home. I grew up in a pro-life home, but I don't know. I guess I just, it wasn't something that we talked about a whole lot. Abby was only 16 when she graduated from high school with a 4.0 and got ready to head to Texas A&M for college. As she puts it, though, she went a little crazy with her newfound freedom. I was a good kid growing up, you know, didn't really get, um, didn't really get into trouble, never broke curfew, anything like that. Um, I went to college and just sort of went crazy. I don't know. I just did the college thing and was just partying all the time. While she was away at college, Abby got pregnant. The man was eight years older, and he pushed her to get an abortion. I just remember thinking, well, you know, I'm going to have this abortion, and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I can't disappoint my parents. They can't know that I'm pregnant. Um, It would be, you know, really embarrassing 
for them. And so I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to move on with my life. And I'm, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, when you think about how you can sort of justify things in your mind, but I just sort of thought, well, I'm going to do this and it's only going to be one time. And I can still say I'm pro-life and that's it. Abby had a surgical abortion, and she ended up marrying the man who got her pregnant. And about a year after that first abortion, Abby met a woman who worked for Planned Parenthood. This woman told Abby the organization helped low-income women and did a lot of good. I fell for their talking points pretty easily because I was raised to believe abortion was wrong, but I didn't know anything about Planned Parenthood. I wasn't educated on you know, the pro-choice agenda or anything like that, so... So I was just pretty ignorant to all of this. Abby's involvement with Planned Parenthood started out with volunteering, but soon it turned into a full-time job. And Abby's decision to have that one abortion and never do it again, well, it didn't hold up when she got pregnant for a second time, just before her husband walked out on her. It was immediately after my husband had left, I found out I was pregnant again. And I did not want any ties to him. And so I was already at the clinic. It was very convenient for me to just have an abortion. And so um, that's what I did. But something Abby thought would be quick and relatively painless was not. Abby says her experience with a medication abortion called RU486 was a nightmare. The medication abortion is sold to women as this more natural method of aborting. And so I thought, okay, well, this is what I'll do. I've had a surgical abortion, so now I'm going to do the medication abortion. And it was awful. It was just eight weeks of horror. Bleeding, cramping, passing blood clots the size of lemons, fever. It was, I mean, it was, it was terrible. As horrific as that experience was, Abby still wasn't ready to turn her back on Planned Parenthood or on abortion rights. And because she was smart and motivated and hardworking, she quickly rose through the ranks at work. I really believed that we were there to keep abortion rare. That's what You know, I had been told by Planned Parenthood, I had been told that our goal was to keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. But as Abby climbed the career ladder and became one of the youngest clinic directors in the country, that line, safe, legal, and rare, was not matching up with the way Planned Parenthood did business. There were just a lot of things that kept happening. We were told that we were going to be building the largest abortion facility in the Western Hemisphere, and it was in Houston. It's open now. We were going to be able to perform abortions through the sixth month of pregnancy. We were going to be able to perform 75 abortions every day, six days a week, and all of it just made me feel very uncomfortable. I thought, what what is going on? I mean, we... I mean, it seems like we are becoming abortion obsessed. And that was just not really why I had gotten into it. Now, while all of this was happening, there was another development in Abby's life. She met a man named Doug. They fell in love and got married. And get this, Doug was pro-life, much like Abby's parents. So while Abby is becoming this rising star at Planned Parenthood, her husband and her parents 
are quietly praying for God to change her mind and her heart. And God was working on Abby's heart, but dark forces were also at work. Each time Abby would start to question her job, something happened that pulled her back in. For instance, she was named Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year. That caused her to double down and renew her commitment to her job. But a short time later, the scales began to tip. That summer, we had funding issues. We always did over the summer. And I had a budget meeting with my supervisor, and she was telling me that we were going to be doubling our abortion quota. So the number of abortions that we had to sell to women coming in. And I just thought, what is going on here? If our goal is to keep abortion safe, legal, and rare, why do we have an abortion quote in the first place? Number one. Number two, why are we being told now to double the abortion quota? Abby pushed back against her orders and decided she was going to try to reform Planned Parenthood from the inside. But she gradually realized that wasn't a realistic goal. After all, Planned Parenthood was the largest abortion provider in the country. It also raked in hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue each year, and it was a powerful political force. Abby was just this one rebellious clinic director in Texas. And while the abortion quota certainly shook Abby up, it didn't compare to what happened next. Abby was asked to assist with aborting a baby. It was then that I saw a live ultrasound guided abortion procedure take place on a 13-week-old baby. And seeing that, I just knew that there was, there was no justification in the world that could make what I saw okay. And I thought, no, I've, all of this has just been a lie. It was September 26, 2009, when Abby assisted with that abortion. She says she watched in horror as a tiny unborn baby tried to move away from the abortion doctor's instruments before crumpling and dying in the womb. And after this was all over, Abby went home and told her husband what she had seen. I'll never forget it. I mean, he could have very easily been like, you know, I've been telling you this the whole time. What's it? You know, he could have said, like, you know, I told you so, but he didn't. He said, what are you going to do now? He said, now that you've seen the truth, what are you, you going to do now? And I just said, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. After all, Abby had dedicated eight years of her life to Planned Parenthood. She and Doug had a mortgage to pay, and she didn't know if his teacher's salary was going to cut it. Honestly, I was scared to walk away from the income. I was scared to walk away from my identity, who I had been for so long. And um, I didn't know I didn't know what that would look like. And so that made me very nervous. But Abby quickly realized she just could not continue to work at the clinic. And so, um, yeah, a few days after that, I ended up leaving and that was it. And I, I never looked back. So her first order of business was finding a job. Abby reached out to a local doctor who was very pro-life and he offered her a position running his practice. But God had other plans for Abby and he used Planned Parenthood to set them in motion. Planned Parenthood ended up suing me taking me to court, trying to get a permanent gag order against me. And when they did that, 
they ended up sending out a news report. They sent a, they sent out a press release to the AP, and that started really sort of a storm of media interviews. People wanting to know, okay, so why are they trying to keep her silent? What don't they want her to tell? And so I found myself just suddenly in front of all of these cameras and talking about my story. And so I started getting asked to to go and, and speak for different organizations. One of the amazing things about this story is that Abby was never planning to speak out publicly against Planned Parenthood. But because Planned Parenthood sued her, that gave Abby a platform. And by the way, they lost the suit. I hadn't planned on ever going public with my stories. That's why it was so interesting that they went after me in that way, because I had absolutely no plans of speaking publicly, but they sort of created that for me. All of this happened in 2009. Now, since then, Abby has used her platform to spread the truth about abortion and planned parenthood. She wrote a book about her story called Unplanned. And that book was recently turned into a movie. Abby and the folks behind the movie faced a lot of opposition. But in spite of a lot of haters, the film opened in more than a thousand U.S. theaters back in March. And it came in fourth at the box office on its opening weekend. It will be out on DVD this fall. It's just amazing to see how God can turn all of our mess into something beautiful for him. And it's just been really neat to hear the conversations from people who walked into the film Pro-Choice and and walked out pro-life. And that's really, I mean, that's why we did it. The movie's also drawing attention to Abby's ministry, which is called And Then There Were None. So far, it has helped more than 500 abortion workers get out of the abortion business and get into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can learn more about that ministry at abortionworker.com. And if you're feeling that you need to know more about Jesus Christ and you want to explore beginning a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can do that at this website. It's findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. You know, a a crucial part of beginning a relationship with Jesus Christ is asking for and accepting his forgiveness of all your sins. And in just a minute, Abby's going to talk about what that looked like for her. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Tonight, I want to speak about A blind man in the Bible that came in contact with Jesus. Billy Graham. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now this Bartimaeus could not see his rags. He couldn't see his filth. He couldn't see even beauty. There are thousands of people here tonight that you can see me up here, but you are spiritually blind. And it's a blindness that keeps you from really knowing God. And in desperation, Bartimaeus cried at the top of his voice, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. That's what we all need tonight is God's mercy. 
and God has offered his mercy from the cross and he says, I will forgive you and cleanse you from every sin that you've ever committed. You'll never have to face the judgment. You will never be in danger of hell if you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. If those few seconds from Mr. Graham have piqued your interest, you can listen to the rest of that message. It is titled Visibility Zero, and you'll find it at billygramradio.org. When you're there, click on the Billy Graham Audio Archives. Once you're there, search for Visibility Zero. That location again, billygramradio.org, and look for the Billy Graham Audio Archives. Abby Johnson is a former Planned Parenthood clinic director who is now a powerful force in the pro-life movement, and she's also been our guest on this episode of GPS. As Abby shared earlier, she had two abortions when she was younger. Abby has since asked God to forgive her for those abortions, and the Lord has blessed her and her husband, Doug, mightily with eight, yes, eight beautiful children. Here at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, we often hear from women who had an abortion and are dealing with guilt and pain because of their decision. If you had an abortion or if you encouraged a woman to have an abortion, we want you to know that God will forgive you. And that is exactly what Abby Johnson experienced. Every day I had to make a decision when I woke up if I was going to live in my past, the place that I can't change, the place that Satan likes to roam and remind me of, or if I was going to live in the present today for Christ and this gift that he had given me. And, and so every day I, I woke up and I had to make that decision. And then after doing it for a long time, making that conscious decision, one day I woke up and I just didn't have to anymore. I just knew that this is this is how I wanted to live. And some days, you know, I, I messed up and I went back to that that place and I had a big pity party for myself. And but honestly, I'm you know, it just it just took time. I mean, knowing that God forgave me was easy, but forgiving myself was was more difficult. And it just takes time for us to to accept that forgiveness and to know that that when he says he forgives he means it and to really put down our pride and to understand that we don't have to hold on to it anymore we don't have to hold on to that past anymore and that he's he's big enough to handle it god is big enough to handle it and you can go to him for forgiveness and a fresh start today forgiveness for any sin Go to findpeacewithgod.net to accept God's forgiveness right now. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. A quick reminder that you can email us at gps at billygram.org. In fact, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you thought about this particular episode. And also, we'd love the opportunity to pray for you. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Yeah.